Hey, what's going on, you guys? Welcome to Cryptic Cases season premiere. I'm your host, Daniel Potter. And I'm Caleb Faubert. And you're watching the Cryptid Cases podcast. Today, we're going to be venturing in to one of Caleb's personal favorite cryptics, Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. I know Caleb really, you know, you're really pushing for this one. Um, I'm super excited to kind of hear what, you know, Caleb, the expert, has to say about um, what he knows about Bigfoot and uh, potentially how we can even find a Bigfoot. So, Caleb, let's run through a little bit of the lore of the Bigfoot. The legend of the Bigfoot goes back beyond recorded history and covers the world. In North America, and particularly the Northwest, you can hear tales of a seven-foot-tall hairy man stalking the woods, occasionally scaring campers, lumberjacks, hikers, and the like. Bigfoot is known by many titles with many different cultures, although the name Bigfoot is generally attributed to the mountainous western region of North America. The common name Sasquatch comes from the Salish Sasquits, although the Algonquin of the north central region of the continent refer it to Watiko or Wendigo. Other nations tell of a large creature, much like a man, but imbued with special powers and characteristics. The Ojibwe of the Northern Plains believed that the Ruguru appeared in times of danger, and other nations agreed that the hairy apparition was a messenger of warning, telling man to change his ways. Now, Caleb, as the expert, how do you feel about what they have on the, the, the Washington National Guard website talking about this thing? Do you, do you think that they didn't do much research? Did you think that... They were trying to kind of, I don't know, give respect to each type of like story or each type of people telling them the story. Because, I mean, Wendigo, man, that kind of throws me off. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I will say this. Um, in my years of research and listening about other cryptids, there are a lot of cryptids out there who people think um, could be the works of a Sasquatch or Bigfoot. Um, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of times I think people can get cryptids mixed up. Um, and there's to just, you gotta look at the sim- similarities of the thing, but that is the first time I've heard it referenced as a Wendigo. Um, yeah, but also so, I'm not super surprised by that either, mm-hmm. but no, there's just so many different types of Sasquatch out there. Uh, but no, that's a good starter for sure. I mean, yeah. It's, you just want some a little bit of information about a Bigfoot. There you go. Yeah, and I think it kind of... Yeah, I mean, for a regular person, maybe, like, looking up for their kid or something who's like, Dad, what's a Bigfoot? I just saw it on, like, a movie or something. We've seen Bigfoot in every type of entertainment possible. We've seen it in social media, uh, music. We've seen it in some really good, you know, silver screen productions and some kind of poor, you know... Amazon Prime movies that aren't really that good. We've obviously seen it on like, remember sci-fi, those old like Yeti and Bigfoot movies. I mean, we've seen it everywhere. But let's talk about where it came from. And I know that um, after talking with you um, about one of the most probably impressive and most renowned experiences somebody have had with the Bigfoot that really put it on the map was the Patterson film. Uh, also known as the Patterson-Gimlin film. It was filmed by Roger Patterson, 
um, who unfortunately died in 1972, um, and Robert Bob Gimlin. I know a lot of people call the film the Patterson film. There were actually two. Um, in this footage, they actually, um, I think it was for, for a few minutes, they caught what they say is a female Bigfoot walking away from their position. It noticed them, it got scared, and it walked away. Now, at first glance, I know you've seen the film. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Well, the Patterson film is originally the first thing that got me into Bigfoot. And just, I think that's just what, you know, every person who is interested in Bigfoot and I would say is a believer is because of the Patterson film. It's really what starts a lot of people's interest in this cryptid, and it's really what piqued my interest is just watching it. Because, I mean, this is a film from the 70s that has not been debunked. And that just says a lot, you mm-hmm. know. Um, yeah, I mean, I... Mean, I Patterson, Patterson literally died. One of his last ever recorded words was, he said, what was on that film was not a hoax. Mm-hmm. Now... To you, not only do you believe in the Bigfoot, as, as I do, and, and all these other cryptids, but him dying with those last words, does that give it, you know, more evidence or a step further into the realm of realism when it comes to this, this cryptid? You know, somebody literally died saying that it was real. Do you believe him? Uh, no, that's just, it's a tricky question because, I mean, if I put myself in his shoes and mm-hmm. I'm on my deathbed, and I have this huge, you know, secret. Or, like, he's probably, like, that's, that film would be my legacy. Yeah. I'm going to die and be remembered for mm-hmm. the film. So do I want to die before I die? Do I want to tell everybody that it was a hoax? And then go down as history as the person who pulled off this oh, hoax? Okay. Or do I want to go down in history as this person who filmed the most realistic video proof of a Sasquatch. Got it. So so you're pretty much saying that if it was a hoax, that no sane person would want to die revealing that it was a hoax. They would want to keep that legacy. legacy. Okay. 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 I like that. I like, I like that you took a different take on it. Um, no, I totally agree. I don't think I would want to go down as somebody who, who created one of the, the greatest hoaxes ever, ever, you know? Um, but I actually did some more research. Caleb. Now, mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't talk to you about this further, but they I watched I watched a little bit of a documentary about this film. And there were special effects makeup artists and creature creations such as like Stan Winston and um, you know, 3D and animation effects artists. They analyzed frame by frame of this video. When this it, it, let's say it was a suit, right? We've all wore costumes before. They're very baggy. They don't they don't really sit that well. Even the best ones you can tell are fake. You can, you can see like a, a ripple in the fabric or, you know, maybe a rubber suit kind of folds weird, you know. But you know what they said? Hmm. You could see the muscles flex as it walked. They knew it was a female because there was a little bit more, you know, a little bit more fatty tissue in, in the breast and the, in the thigh area. And they said that there was muscle flexes. They would have had to create an entire muscle 
and skeletal structure within this suit, you know, and it's that that sounds hard enough, but they would have to yeah. have the muscle spring and contract as it walked. Now, yeah. hearing that, hearing that you see muscle flexes, you see the 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 body and, and the the tissue and the skin move, bounce and, and jitter as a real creature's skin would. What does that tell you? We have to remember that this was shot in the 70s as well. Exactly. Um, correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, but if I'm right, I was just, I was, I read this the other day, but the Planet of the Apes movies came out around the same time. Mm-hmm. And so they have looked at the prosthetics and the special effect makeup they used in those movies because, I mean, I think the, the apes, you know, they're mm-hmm. pretty realistic and they're cool yeah. to see. And have compared that to the Patterson film, mm-hmm. and I, I, yeah, it's nowhere near close. So, so you're saying it wasn't close? I thought you were going to tell me that they were pretty close. Mm-mm. Because if, if we no. remember watching the original Planet of the Apes, um, they wore like armor and suits to cover things like their legs and arms, stuff that couldn't yep. look that realistic. But this was a fully, you know. I guess for this Sasquatch or this this Yeti, I mean uh, Bigfoot, considered nude, right? Uh, obviously yeah. not wearing anything but just fur. Um, that's interesting. That's interesting because I didn't know people actually took that that film into account when when analyzing the Patterson film. Um, and they were only showing their faces um, throughout that movie. Mm-hmm. But man, okay, so. We just talked about one of the biggest, like, like Bigfoot sightings, right? Yeah. Let me let me ask you this because I know you're super excited to tell me a little bit about this. What are some characteristics of a Bigfoot? I know I know a lot of people would, you know, who go out and say they see a Bigfoot. It's usually like, oh, I saw it walking behind a couple of trees. I saw. I heard it yell. I heard it do this. I heard it do that. But are these people seeing a bear? Are they seeing uh, like a, a, a primate? What are some characteristics of a Bigfoot that has been seen more than once, more than a couple times in each case that yeah. you believe, you know, sets a Bigfoot sighting apart from something like a bear sighting? What, what characteristics need to be found um, or need to be told by the witnesses to make it a little bit, you know, a, a little more realistic that they actually saw a Bigfoot? Yeah, well, if we're just we're just talking about the Sasquatch um, and not its relatives, the biggest thing is really its feet um, and f- finding those tracks. But the, the, honestly, the first thing that comes to my mind are the arms. Um, that famous Bigfoot walk that you see, any picture you find of a Bigfoot, it's got his arm, you know, his arms in that certain, like, swaying motion. Like, that's the Bigfoot pose. Um, and you see, and it's because we see it in the past in the film. Um, but usually it's just when a lot of the cases and sightings, um, reports, usually, they only usually just see, um, just, like, a head or the shoulders, um, or it's back, and, you know, 
um, usually there's knocking. Either that's taking a stick and banging it against a tree, and that's a form of, of communication between um, Sasquatch or throwing rocks. And that is also a, a big factor in all these sightings is people report um, hearing knocks or howls. Um, okay. And that's one of the main things. But yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, so tracks, you know, sticks, noises that they make. Um, but can't that easily be, like, contributed to other things? I mean, when you look at a track... Is it hard to recreate one? Like recreate recreate one, in a sense? Can you like no. go out there with like a couple sticks, a couple carving tools, and make that, or is it a little bit harder? No, you can totally recreate a big footprint if you really tried. Mm-hmm. I know people. I know people have done it and can do it. Um. And you can tell a difference between an actual imprint in the ground mm-hmm. versus a made man-made print. Okay. Um, but it is definitely possible. But I would say that you can you can definitely tell a difference. Okay. Okay. Now, let's say let's say me and you were out. Right, we're hiking. We're we're doing our thing. Yeah. Let's say uh, we hear we hear something yell or make a noise what what does a bigfoot sound like let's say we go out do bigfoot like like roar or anything like that or are they just super elusive they want to stay quiet they want to be hidden no it's not a roar at all um though people have heard roars but it's mainly just a howl um interesting i'm pretty sure um, that they have gotten howls on, like they have recorded it before. They've okay. been out in the field and they have actually got recordings of Bigfoot howls. Um, but yeah, sometimes it sounds like a woman screaming, which is super terrifying. Yeah, just imagine um, a woman screaming, running around with big feet. Yeah. Like you, know. Out, you know? <laughs> but yeah, no, usually just like a whoop. Like whoops and um, howls, which we can mimic as well. Okay. And I know. Have now, you ever watched the, the TV that I show? See, like the the Bigfoot hunters on. Yes. You know those those popular shows. Is that what they're doing? Those like. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. That's what I was gonna talk about. Is that's what they do on Bigfoot hunters? They go out and they make the the whoops and the howls. To try and and I'm pretty sure there's an episode where they're doing that and they get a response. Oh, okay, okay. But again, that's TV, so it could Got be. It. But no, there. Like, look it up. There's. I'm sure we'll put it in the in the audio, um, if we can find it. But there's some pretty creepy evidence out there, okay. um, of just these strange uh, calls. Yeah. So. I kind of want to run us through a few of the most most prolific sightings of this creature. So another one that I was looking at uh, actually happened in 2007 um, by a hunter of the name Rick Jacobs captured some of the most famous Bigfoot images to date. He mounted a camera to a tree. I mean, this guy's from Pennsylvania. He was in the uh, in the National Forest over there. Um, he put up some some tree cams, 
Um, and I think he was probably looking for some deer stuff. Um, but when he went to go collect those footage and he put it into his computer, he thought what he was sawing, what the, he thought what he was seeing at first were bear cubs. Right? Kind of like walking around in the brush, coming closer to the camera. But it was un like he couldn't identify what this creature was the moment it actually came into view. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking, I'm sitting here looking at the, the, the pictures right now. To me, it looks like, like an ape. Yeah. Right? Leaning over, looking at some type of bait he put down. What is an ape doing in Pennsylvania's National Forest? That is a good question. <laughs> I mean, this thing is is on two feet. It is leaning over. It is looking at something. And there's not one. There's two. Yeah. So, you know, after he put this up and after he, he talked to a lot of people about it and got media coverage on it, the skeptics came in. Okay. And the only thing that they came up with was this is just a bear with mange that mm. this thing just has a skin disorder yeah i mean caleb i am looking at this thing this thing is not a bear bears do I not have this knees picture, that bend that way it is it's crazy i'm actually going to send it to you right now yeah please take do a look at it and i want i want to get your your honest reaction to this video or to this picture i'm surprised i haven't seen that i probably have i just don't remember yeah that is that's gonna keep me up at night. That what you cannot tell world? me that that is a bear. It's too skinny. Yeah. Either baby bears have a long freaking legs and short front legs. That to me is has a primate's body. That's nightmare so, fuel right there. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Yeah, and at the low at the, at the bottom of the picture, you actually see another one. I see that. Yeah, so I'm kind of. I'm looking at it, and I can see how a skeptic's like, okay, it's a bear with, you know, mange. It, it's a distortion. You know, the camera only captures this many pictures every second, so there's probably a distortion making its legs longer. To me, no. everything else in this picture does not have a distortion besides this one, you know, subject. Now, let's, let's look at this, okay? Look at that, that back leg. See, it's long, and it's mm-hmm. thin. Um, and then it goes up and you see the back and you can clearly see his other leg. And now that looks like a small human. Yeah. Um, which is hair punching over something like we could recreate this picture if we wanted to. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure you can kind of see a ear on the head. Yeah. I can see that too. I can see that too. That's wild. This creeps me out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Another famous case actually happened in 1994. Um, former U.S. Forest uh, Patrolman Paul Freeman uh, was out with his family um, in Washington's Blue Mountains. Um, and they're standing there. They look out into the forest and they just see this Bigfoot-like creature walking. Walking through the trees. And, hmm. I mean, I've seen the footage but yeah. it's really shaky. It's really it's really distorted. But uh, him and his family believe 
that it's a Bigfoot. They, yeah. they were standing right there. They watched it walk. They said that was not a human. So, yeah, and I think he actually did uh, some more, some more um, he tried to get more concrete evidence where he stood in the same position. And he was nowhere as tall as this this creature. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can see some pine trees in the back. I can see some other trees, you know, in, in the foreground. And, I mean, he looks massive. Yeah. So, you know, that that's another case that really baffles, you know, skeptics, whether it's true or not. I know there and, are uh, some in here. Um, there was one group of kids um, in Marble Mountain Wilderness, um, and they were they were out camping with their with their uh, camping leader um, of the name Jim Mills. Uh, when he looked out, he noticed a strange looking creature. Um, he said it was sulking. Yeah, this is his own words: sulking along a ridge nearby. Hmm. Now. I can tell you already, this is not a Bigfoot. This is one of those, this is one of those pictures where it looks like a kid with a backpack. If you look a little bit more down the hill, you see another kid. I think he's about to go over the ridge. And I think he took this photo. Oh, I've seen this. Yeah, I, I think he took this photo. And I think they, they tried to get some, some, you know, recognition maybe for his, camping you know organization or something like that where oh there's bigfoot we can see them i don't i don't think it's one what do you think no it you know it's so easy just to go out somewhere and put somebody super far away and film a video Mm -hmm. and claim that it's something else i mean us as filmmakers we know how to make something like that Mm -hmm. um and we have that filmmaker point of view yeah. So I mean, this is gr- I mean, just use this is just a grainy uh, recording, you no, know, just from a camcorder, and it could easily just make it look non-human mm-hmm. and just ort that a little bit. I mean, we're looking at this. I see just a silhouette of a guy um, with a backpack on. So Caleb, after listening to the lore and reviewing all of the evidence, do you think that this case? will remain open until new evidence come to light? I will say this. We live in a very big world. There are things we have not discovered yet. There are things we do not know about. Um, And there is so much out there about the Sasquatch. Videos and pictures that truly I do believe in the Sasquatch. But I believe the case will not be closed till we have a body in hand where we can come and we ha- and we can look at it and go like we can see this creature for ourselves you know what i mean so as of right now the cryptid case file of the bigfoot will remain open we want to thank you for listening to the cryptid cases podcast make sure you go follow us on apple music and spotify again i'm daniel potter and i'm caleb Fobert. And this is the Cryptid Cases Podcast.